All right. We're live, I think. Yeah. Yeah, we're live. Okay. This is new. We've never done this before. Here, let me post this on Facebook. Okay. That's going. Just give me one more second. Got to do this shit myself. Uh, see that we are. Yeah, there we go. We are. We are live. We are live. Hello. Hello. Welcome. Um, is this going to work? I don't know. I really don't know. And things were rider. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Um, I guess I post this down here, right? There you go. There's the link in the comments. And one more place. Share to a group. Share. Let's see where else you could share that. It's probably good. Uh, all right. Let's see how we do tonight. Yeah, we got four people. Okay, that's good. That's a good start. Hey, what's up? We... <laughs> Rue Morick is here. Cool. All right, that worked. Um, yeah, we're we're here. Uh, sorry. <laughs> All right, let's just begin. So, um, welcome to. It's not Facebook Evil Live now, or at least I guess it's the Misfits Stream Live. Uh, Miss Darf. Ask, do I have time to poop while you figure this out? Um, most certainly. Or you could bring, you can bring us with you if you have a phone. Um, I'm sure that works. Whatever, whatever works for you. Okay, whatever works for you. Um. So welcome to the to the new show. Uh, it's like the new old show. Like it's still the show. Nothing has changed. It's just that I'm trying to normalize this on on youtube do this directly from youtube instead of ripping it from facebook and then uploading to youtube why do the lights look all weird that's weird too uh okay um please let me know if i sound robotic or anything as well um sorry again bear with me this is a a new procedure if I had more overhead, what I would really do is I would stream to both places at the same time. Right now, my overhead is limited with what I can do with StreamYard. Um, okay, so so tonight we are going to confirm something very interesting from one of our previous shows. Should I guess I should post it here. It's normally I post it on my own page, right? So paste there. Um, so normally, <laughs> sorry. Okay. It's really beginning right now. We're doing it right now. It's happening. What the fuck is with the jumping? I cursed. Not supposed to curse. <sighs> Kids, man. Welcome to the show. Officially. Welcome to the show. I, I'm trying to get my sea legs here. This is this is so new for me. 
Okay. Um, all right. So previously we discussed the ranch dressing. Uh, you know, you know, uh, if you, if you've watched the show, you might be familiar with the story. I'm not going to tell the story here. Go find the episode. It's somewhere on this YouTube page. Uh, tonight's seltzer is the, uh, ShopRite bowl and basket specialty br- br- uh, brand right here. Oh, so the lights are so crazy tonight. Um, it's a, this mango. It's mango coconut. Tasty. Okay. Enough preamble. So we we talked about the ranch dressing scenario. Okay. I'll 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 just very quickly fill everyone in. I went to a Danzig show a while back. It was a Danzig and Doyle show. Um, I was hanging out with uh Sal B and Dr. Chud backstage. Salby and Dr. Chud, we were we were very thirsty, and it was either Salby or Dr. Chud who said, when Danzig leaves, Glenn Danzig leaves the venue, which was the Rose, Rose Bowl in New York City, when he leaves the venue, we can go into his dressing room and drink his, you know, any leftover drinks that might be there. Uh, and so we wait, Glenn hopped on his tour bus, um, Doyle left, everybody left. Uh, and Sal, Dr. Chud, and myself uh, entered Glenn Danzig's dressing room and um, just pillaged and raided and pilfered all the uh, the remaining treasures that were in there. And one of them happened to be, you know, we drank Powerade. It was delicious, refreshing Powerade after screaming Danzig songs at the top of my lungs. Um, Sal got a package of unopened T-shirts, which is weird. I don't know. I don't know what that was about. Um, <laughs> Oni says pooped before the show. Nothing better than an empty tank. <laughs> That's great. That's really great. Uh, I wish I had like names. I know who Rue is. I know Rue Morg. I know. I guess Miss Darf is Miss Mrs. Darf and Daddy. This is guy, Daddy. I'm late but early. Pretty funny. Um. Okay. So anyway. So we we we're, we're pilfering all these delicious snacks. There, there's cookies. There are uh, gummy bears. The that German brand of gummy bear. Um, there are teas. There's a variety of things. And one thing that was there, I might as well get it. One second. One moment. Here. Sorry. One item that was here but remained unopened was this very bottle of ranch dressing, which as you can see over the years, this was about seven years ago, the ranch dressing has turned brown. Um, it's disgusting. Uh, I know it's disgusting that I have this. I will never throw it away. As long as it doesn't rupture or explode or anything, I don't think it will. It doesn't feel, it's not pressurized or anything. As long as it stays in this state, it can get as brown as it wants. As a matter of fact, you would imagine that any ranch dressing in the possession of Glenn Danzig would be, you know, uh, like black ranch dressing, you know, his black ranch, whoa, under his black ranch, you know, something like that. Um, Rue, Rue Morg says, don't open that thing. I won't. I never plan to. You know, it's funny that Garcinio Hall fellow, uh, he was like, oh, my God, 
something about like uh, that thing must stink or whatever. And I was like, how would I know? I'm not going to, it's not like I'm ever going to open it. It just sits on my, my mantle, you know? Yeah, exactly. Rue says it, it, it's aged like a fine wine. I couldn't agree more, man. I could not agree more. So in any case, yeah, this is, this is Danzig's ranch dressing from his dressing room unopened. And I, we all did myself, Dr. Chud and Sal, Dr. Chud and Sal were, obliterated they were so loaded they were so fucked up uh, effed up sorry they were messed up out of their minds i can't curse on here anymore i gotta be very careful about my cursing um they were messed up out of their minds and we all were having a a laugh about the fact that danzig had this this ranch dressing and trying to figure out why uh why ranch why was it unopened why didn't why didn't D glenn bother um you know enjoying the the ranch dressing it was always for the last seven years, this question has gone unanswered. And finally, the question is now answered officially. The, ev everything has been illuminated to me, all thanks to a fellow named JW from the Keep On Danzig group, okay? The Keep On Danzig group, it's on Facebook. Um, this, this guy posted the Danzig tour rider from 2009. And um, it was an illuminating read that we are going to discuss right now. <laughs> Jeff said, three little bottle of a ranch dressing. Yes. I mean, you know what? I really should sing the tour rider in the shopping list. So I'm going to. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. That is what is going to happen. By the way, there are new ways to support the show. You can see them in the comments. Um, you can support the show with super stickers. All that stuff is to the right. I'm not going to uh, talk about it. We've had enough preamble today. I just wanted to say that you can do that. Yeah, KOD. So so keep on Danzig. So this guy, JW, he runs the group. Um, they're, they're a meme-based Danzig group. They're, they they show their uh, support and love of Danzig through memes and memeology and their hatred for Michael Graves with memes, right? That's what the Danzig good, Michael Graves bad. And uh, at first, I didn't get them. I didn't get what they were about. It didn't make any sense to me. Uh, but uh, in the, in the years since that have passed, I've sort of like warmed up and like, you know, started to have a more of a sense of humor. Uh, you know, I guess part of it had to do with like, you know, wanting to try and make a legitimate documentary and thinking, you know, you, you really have to be careful about poking fun at Glenn Danzig and having that being documented online somewhere. And you know what? Um, many years have passed and I just don't give a fuck anymore. I think it's okay. I think it's totally fine. And um, this is like, not only is this a dude who takes himself incredibly seriously, but his fans take him incredibly seriously. And so this is like another community within the community. It's like a, the niche within the niche within the niche where people uh, are, are, you know, um, having good fun and I have partaken in it as well. And it's a lot of fun. If you go in that group, you'll find, I did two videos uh, uh, a, a mummy video and a, a, a WAP video, uh, which I probably should put those on my YouTube channel. In any case, shout out and thank you to JW for posting this thing that blew my mind. He posts the tour writer in the group, right? I really should just pull up the comment. And instantaneously, I was like, oh my God, is there ranch dressing on the tour writer, right? If there's ranch dressing on the tour writer, like, what like I, I don't know if that will confirm or deny. I just had to know. I had to know. Would there be ranch dressing on the tour rider? And um, and so he <laughs> so 
So, um, and, and then uh, uh, some time passes, like, you know, probably same day, and JW posts it. He posts the fucking, the whole friggin' tour rider. And I sat there like a kid in the candy store uh, with this tour rider, and it is great. It is it is just a great read. It's 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 wonderful. It's not as, so it's not like Iggy Pop's tour rider. I don't know if you ever read Iggy Pop's tour rider. It's unbelievable. Iggy wrote it himself. It was for the Stooges, and it is a really um elaborate tour writer what is a tour writer for those of us who don't know for 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 those who who are not familiar with this concept so a tour writer basically and again this is also kind of explained on the ranch episode or whatever i think it was the guarcinio hall episode point is is that a tour writer is basically it's not a contract per se i would say it's an itemized list that is the result of a contract. So if you're in, if you're in a band of any variety that's playing shows like, you know, on any sort of professional level, you're going to have contracts with the venues and the promoters that you're doing the shows with, right? So um and those contracts can be incredibly intricate and and lengthy and yada 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 um from 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 thick contracts like that all the way down to handshake agreement like handshake agreements for like uh, a, a pizza right before you go on stage, that sort of thing. That's like a, a super indie uh, horror punk sort of, sort of deal, handshake deal. Give me a pizza and whatever, $200, $500 guarantee split of the door, whatever you want to call it. But these things get incredibly complicated. So, I mean, on one hand you can go, Oh, this is, some rock star bullshit. And again, I don't want, you know, this is a very standard thing. This is just like, in order to make sure that the, the show runs smoothly, in order to make sure that the production um, is, you know, smooth, you need to have certain things available or the, the, the talent, the talent needs to have certain things available in order to put on the best show possible. Why do you want to put on the best show possible? Because you have people paying for the show and, you know, you want people to return next time and nobody wants to. Um, yes. Rue brings up yellow M&Ms. And, you know, what he's referring to is that that thing from um, uh, Wayne's World, the Wayne's World, uh, uh, Wayne's World 2, where they're putting on the benefit and they have like this, this, this uh, grizzled roadie. We talked again, talked about in the ranch. Just watch the ranch episode. But he's talking about how he had to separate all the brown M&Ms out of the, you know, separating all the different colors of M&Ms, that sort of thing, which would be on a tour rider sort of scenario. So it's an itemized list of things that are needed, what kind of meals need to be provided, you know, um, maybe uh, someone's a, a allergic to. And, and what's interesting is it also sort of. They're perks in a way. They're also perks. So in addition to getting paid a guarantee and what is a guarantee? A guarantee is no matter how many tickets are sold or not sold, a, the band is going to get this much money, X amount of money. Now there could be a guarantee plus a cut of the door, which means that if more people show up in addition to the guarantee, they get a cut of however many extra people. So it would be guarantee plus X, which is a split of the door and the door, which means how many people are, you know, paying at the door might be split between the, um, you know, the headliner and the promoter and the venue or however that works. It, it, there's a variety of, of different ways that, that, that can happen. Uh, and then it gets even more complicated because then the re of, of recent, not all bands, but there are some bands that get um, that they get a percentage of the venue gets a percentage of the merch 
because times are tough or even this is really crazy if you are if you have a record label still supporting you that when you sign your deal or whatever to get your advance that part of that deal is that they you have to give them a percentage of your merch what is merch merch is t-shirts merchandise your merchandise and merchandise on the road can be your bread and butter um and so one of the things that also allows a be- a band to keep their their overhead down is to I wouldn't say it's not taking advantage of hospitality, but to have their hospitality supplement their uh, supplemented on the road, which, what does that mean? It means instead of going out to, you know, the local liquor store and having to buy a bottle of whatever booze that they might enjoy while they're on the road, or if they're having an after party or something, the promoter and the venue are going to, or really the promoter, not the venue, the promoter rents the venue. The promoter is going to provide that. So that that's part of the promoter's budget. And then the band doesn't have to go out and buy X, Y, Z. Uh, another reason why a tour writer is important and why it's essential for um, production to go and run smooth. You, if a band or whoever, an artist needs this, that, or the other, whatever it may be, like if they need, um, again, like, I don't, I, I don't know. I really don't. Sorry. I'm trying not to curse. Um, like, let's say that they need, okay, great example. Doyle, Doyle loves bubble gum. He loves his double bubble, extra double bubble mint, right? Um, and there was even a joke when we were, uh, I guess it, 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 it was bigger than just when we were there, but it was the joke of that night when I was there, when we were doing the rock and roll cooking episode with uh, Sal B. Um, the, 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 the rhyming joke was no blow, no show, meaning no bubble blow, not blow like cocaine bubble blow no bubble blow no show so no blow no show um and you know part of that is also you know that guy likes chewing bubble gum while he's on stage it helps him to perform but also if it's not at the venue if a promoter is not bringing it i'm not saying this is in doyle's tour writer i'm saying that i would you could imagine how this could be on a tour writer then doyle or someone in doyle's camp has to leave the venue to go get that for doyle in whatever city that they're at and that could hold up production in some way, shape, or form. And so you can mitigate that stuff simply by having it there for the talent when they arrive. Um, and again, this can range from there are so many uh, tour riders can get really, really crazy. Like, you know, the top tier guys, you know, and tour riders also extend into like the movie and film world. Like, High paid actors will do the same thing. It's not a tour rider, but it's like kind of like a rider where Robert Downey Jr. likes to have a certain brand of furniture when he's on location shooting an, an Avengers movie. And they they furnish his room. And it's the same thing with like the Rolling Stones. They only like to have blue drapes in their hotel rooms. These, these things, um, additionally, they're like creature comforts. They're comforting things that allow said artists to do their job or to be in the right mental state that they need to be in you know if maybe there's great uh emotional duress if they don't have blue curtains in the dressing room and this helps you know ease that situation i don't know again artists musicians alike can be very temperamental very delicate uh creatures of habit um and need certain things before they do the incredible talented things that they do and so it can get really, really elaborate. Um, I, you know, in that movie Airheads, they they're 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 listing demands from the FBI because they're holding people. Um, oh, wait a minute, Jeff's Jeff's addiction says 
that whole thing started with Van Halen, no brown M&Ms. You know, Jeff, thank you for that, because I, I'll be honest with you, I didn't understand where that Wayne's World 2 reference came from. That came from Valhalla, Van, Van Halen, I guess. That was from Van Halen. Okay, interesting. I did not know that was a real thing. So they were parroting what was a very real rock star thing. And that's where that whole, like, you know, the worst thing, the most insulting thing you can call another musician in, like, I would say more in the indie pool. I think once you reach a certain tier of of musician, then I guess you, you know, you're a rock star, whether you want to be a rock star or not. To call one mu one musician calling another musician or a fan calling a musician, call a musician a rock star when they're not a rock star is the biggest insult in the world. Because what it what it you're saying is you're saying that like they are a prima donna that they have like uh, an attitude of of possible entitlement. There's just there's so much the uh, so many negative pejorative connotations with a word like rock stars. You never you're not you know it's like a terrible insult or you know it's a uh, uh, indie musicians are always trying to prove how they're not rock stars how they don't think they're rock stars. Um, so it's like this like this desired need to always come off looking humble whether they actually are being humble or not and so um but the tour rider is where this can get really out of hand right like you have the <laughs> you have like just crazy no brown m&ms you just have crazy requests and i'm sure and you know what that is it's like some idiosyncratic idiosyncratic neurotic detail of like i don't like the color brown therefore i don't want any brown m&ms i can only have these kind of m&ms in my situation um, all of this is leading up to the fact that, uh, you know, I was so excited to read Danzig's tour writer to see if there was anything super ridiculous, like, like a football helmet full of cottage cheese. You know what I mean? Like that, that was from, that was from airheads when they're holding, holding the people hostage and they're asking a list of demands. They want a football helmet with loaded with cottage cheese. Why? Cause they just want it. Um, and then you have, you have stuff like Mariah Carey's tour writer demands. You know, I really should have pulled up a list of all the things. Maybe I can. Let's see. Let's see what. Let's see what comes up as I as I talk. Um, tour writer demands. What? Let's see what we get here. Uh, and, and you know what? This will actually be a, a good intro because because um, after reading Danzig's tour writer from 2009, and again that was 11 years old. And could change, um, could have changed since. I, you know, it, it really didn't seem so insane to me. Like it was not that. Uh, it wasn't that nutty, man. I, I thought it was pretty. I thought it was pretty um, lax. Uh, although, you know, there is that whole scenario at Fun 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 2011. There was this. I don't know. Something was going down with with Glenn that day. He was uh, a, a crank. He was a cranky pants. Ah, so. Jeff's addiction says it was done to make sure that the promoter thoroughly read the contract. That's very, wow. Jeff, thank you so much for coming through in the clutch with this. Cause I did not know that that is fascinating to me and it makes a lot of sense too. So, but it, you, you know, I, I think you would agree with me that it, it's gotten out of hand. Like it's just the, the whole thing got so out of hand. Adam says uh, this Brown M&M thing was so, uh, was so Van Halen. Knew the promoters actually read the requirements. Oh, yeah. The brown M&M thing was so Van Halen. Knew the promoters actually read the requirements of the show. If they saw the brown M&Ms, then, right, uh, then right away, they knew to double-check everything. Huh. Interesting. 
That is so, man, that is really interesting. Okay. You know what? In the, in the time that I was talking just now, I actually pulled up before we get into the Danzig section, let's look at some outrageous examples that I found on some lists. So here's some 20 most ridiculous things. Superstar musicians have demanded at their concerts. Okay. Uh, Beyonce, the demands. Uh, Beyonce demands her dressing room be kept at seven. Okay. I'm not going to read all the details here because that, that'll take forever. But this is interesting. So check this out. So Beyonce, she needs to have her dressing room be kept at 78 degrees and ask for chicken legs heavily seasoned with cayenne pepper and rose-scented candles and don't have any Coca-Cola products anywhere near her. Beyonce can only be seen with Pepsi products due to contractual agreement. Is that like, is that crazy or is that crazy? I mean, it's just, I don't know. It's just so here, Adele, uh, pods, magic C word says, I hear Adele's required charity donations for comp tickets. Oh, that's nice. Adele, Adele would require charity donations for comp tickets. Interesting. Thanks pod. I'm not going to read the rest of your name, but yeah. So Beyonce is like, I need my room at 78 degrees. That's, I guess that's pretty weird. Um, Oh, here's Adele. Hey pod. Here's Adele. Adele. Adele's many requests include chicken salad sandwiches, Marlboro lights, the quote unquote, best quality red line and six metal teaspoons in her dressing room. She also bans organic honey. Is that, is that weird? Or is that weird? Oh, all I wanted was a Pepsi. Um, yeah, that is that is pretty weird. But see, this is the type of stuff. One small plate of assorted, freshly made, individually wrapped sandwiches to include chicken salad. Sandwiches must not contain tomatoes, vinegar. And then what happens eventually is that these tour riders, they leak, right? They leak. Oh, Kanye West. I bet he's this is crazy. Among Kanye's previous requests are, are barber's chair, are a barber's chair, Carmex lip balm, shower shoes and a lot of alcohol on his most recent saint pablo tour west demanded a a west demanded a slushy machine with mixes of coke and hennessy gray goose and lemonade and it's like when you are i mean here's what's here one tub plain yogurt for dipping false four small yo play yogurts dude loves it he wants one bowl of assorted nuts huh Look at this. One bowl of sun-kissed salted pistachio nuts, but they can't have any red coloring. Here you go. Two packs of extra chewing gum. Um, but, you know, that's the thing about musicians and the, these, these, these rock stars, man. Like, they, they... Here's the other thing, too. When, when you do the impossible, what's the impossible? The impossible is, against all odds, you 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 grind yourself to the stone hard enough that you get to a place where you are a successful rock and roll musician artist whatever doing your thing so like well so you know uh i don't know so uh efficiently whatever you're making money when you're making money when you when you sell millions and millions of albums, when you do all the things that musicians do, when they meet the people that they idolized and it's like nothing to them, you know, like when, when everything, you know, they go, they want to go to a restaurant and they close down the whole restaurant. When, when these things happen, suddenly nothing is impossible to these people. Like nothing is impossible. A guy like Prince 
nothing was impossible to a guy like Prince. He's this is a guy who had recording rooms even in his bathroom. Prince had, had a recording room in his bathroom. To a guy like Prince, there it nothing was impossible. And so Prince would would ask for ridiculous things or he might make ridiculous requests. And it's just like in Prince's mind, he's like, well, why not? Because you know, he bend he bended reality to his will and became Prince. Um, I feel like there are a lot of famous people like that, you know. And again, I don't think it comes from a place of I mean, there is some ego, but it doesn't come from a place of like, I don't think it comes from a negative place. It just comes from a place of like, I, you know, know what, like, I, I was able to do this stuff and I'm like, you know, I'm like the man or the woman. And, you know, I expect if I could do that, then I expect to have this. I don't know. I feel like there's some level of that. Rihanna insists on blue or black drapes. There you go. Layered with icy blue chiffon chiffron rihanna also needs an animal print throw rug and has a very specific candle request yet you know pod i'm really starting to get into prince uh recently I, i've just been getting into his his discography um he man what a body of work he, he blows my mind and prince was kind of punk man prince did some punk stuff you know um so yeah so that's so here demands rihanna needs five ac power outlets she needs adequate lighting for re relaxed atmosphere. You know what I'm saying? So, like, it's just interesting. Katy Perry, I bet she's crazy. Don't bring Katy Perry carnations. In addition to very specific flower rules, the Teenage Dream Singer's food list is quite specific, complete with freeze-dried strawberries and Santa Margarita Pinot Grigio. Wow. Look at this. Arrangement of pink fresh flowers. White and purple hydrangeas, pink and white roses, and peonies, if not available. Seasonal white flowers. They have to be seasonal. All right. A box of Huggies Baby Nat Nature Care Wipes. Six vitamin water zeros. Sorted flavors. You know, jar. I need a jar of salsa. Throat coat. Twinnings, chamomile, PG tips, and, and mint medley tea. Yeah, when I was um, backstage, when I was in Danzig's dressing room, that did lots of, there a bunch of teas. There's a thing of honey. It didn't look like nothing was like, there weren't like, you know, stone gargoyles. You know, it was a very average dressing room. All things considered, there was a refrigerator in there. Oh, here, what does what Paul McCartney got? The animal rights supporter bans fur, leather, and meat from his dressing room. The, uh, the beetle is also big with plants. Check this out. I can understand that. He doesn't want fur, leather, and meat. Doesn't, I mean, dude, when you're Paul McCartney and you've literally moved the earth, you know, with your music and whatever, you're just like, I don't want any animal products near me at any time because I'm a vegetarian. For Paul, all the lamps must be halogen floor lamps with dimmers switched. Only animal-free materials. So you would, let's, could you imagine having a venue like your venue has like you have to make sure that everything is not animal based god that is so great no leather seating is allowed um full uh six full and leafy floor plants but no trees so paul it's not like paul's taking these plants with him you think he's ca carrying plants from from gig to gig and he's uh, uh, collecting plants you know um uh, just, just onward and onward and onward, and then he comes home with how many plants? What does he do? He plants them on a farm? No, he just expects there to be six floor plants, just to for the atmosphere. 
just for the, you know, five hours that he is on the road. You know why? Because that dude makes so much money and is so good at what he does that he wants to be in a, in a reality, in an environment that is completely to his liking while he's out on the road. Oh, Mariah Carey's is crazy. Mariah Carey's list includes eight tall leafy plants. She needs Joe Malone's vanilla candles. That doesn't sound that crazy, but I know. Look, each room must be draped. Black drapes are fine. The entry door should open into a living room space, not dressing room. What? Temperature should always be about 75 degrees. And then just a bunch of stuff. I'm not going to go through it all. Eminem. What's Eminem want? The rap god isn't too high maintenance. Other than fruit, food, and drinks, he just wants access to some weights to work out. That's cool. Make sure Marshall Mathers also has a CD player that can play burn CDs and some Lunchables. Not bad. Not, not, uh, not, not ridiculous. Grace Jones, the 70s and 80s legend. Grace Jones wants oysters. Wow. And insists that she will do her own shucking. And you know what's funny? When they get extra specific about something like that, like she insists that she will do her own shucking, you know that Grace Jones, one day they brought her some oysters backstage and something went horribly wrong with the shucking of the oysters. Like she had a shucker there and he like stabbed himself in the hand and like sued her or something. And so from now on, she's like, I'm going to only shuck my own oysters. I still enjoy eating pre-show oysters backstage, but only I'm going to shuck my oysters so that way I don't have to get sued by any oyster shuckers. Um, Drake. According to Complex, Drake requests two specific brands of body care items, Nivea Chapstick and Dr. Bronner's Peppermint Soap. Huh. Not, but see, he said he says it tingles the body and clears the mind because Drake needs his body to be tingled, and he needs his mind cleared. Jack White. Jack White's writer made headlines last year for its explicit no banana policy. So Jack White, when he's backstage, do not let me see a banana backstage, says Jack White, um, which White later attributed to an allergy on his touring team. Okay. And its inclusion of highly specific homemade guacamole recipe. He likes one dozen chicken wings, one bowl of fresh homemade guacamole and there's a recipe he wants hummus and pita chips he wants an ipod player with sufficient volume control that means you got to go out and hunt for an ipod player what weird please note this is a no banana tour seriously madonna madonna's brief yet complex tour writer it's brief yet complex huh list reportedly requires room for her 200 person entourage and 20 international phone lines to call friends in other countries. What? She has a 200-person entourage, 20 international phone lines. Her backstage room must look exactly like her own home. That means she ships around her furniture. Um, special flower-scented fabric, actual flowers, personal, personal chef who only prepares vegan foods, her own dry cleaning service. And then, you know, there you go. It's like eating food on tour is tough, right? And it's like, when you're that rich, you can just have someone prepare your meals for you. Oops, we lost one. Um, let's see if there's anything. Yeah, we already know about Beyonce. We saw Beyonce. Cardi B, a fairly modest. Uh, I don't need that. We don't need to read that. 
Jay-Z insists that his dressing room was 71 degrees with three $80 Mayan turbo scented candles. Wow. So you need, you need um, $240 in candles for Jay-Z in order for him to be a happy man. Um, all right. That, enough of that. En- enough of, let's get to the, the nitty gritty. So what is Danzig want on his tour rider? Let's find out, shall we? Let me just X this out. So here is Glenn Danzig's tour rider. Hold on, let me get the thumb thumbnail. Let me do the thumbnail real quick. Good. Okay. Thumbnail has been complete. Uh, Jeff's Addiction says, during an early Danzig tour, there were signs in the venue that stated guests backstage not make eye contact with Glenn. It may have been a joke concocted by the band or Ruben to maintain mystique. Interesting. Um, Well, you know, I hear this. I've heard this several times about the eye contact thing, and I've heard it from musicians talking. And that is usually, that's never the, 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 the musician themselves. It's always an assistant. It's always the assistant wanting to do good by the, 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 the talent, the artist or whatever. And so they make these rules in order to create this aura of importance. Uh, and it's usually the artists themselves totally chill. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe you're right. Uh, we do know that Danzig took himself at his most seriousness in the 90s. And therefore, maybe it's true. Pod says, we know what fast food workers do to food. Imagine what these people might do. I would just bring my own stuff. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. I, I feel like in these situations, that, that doesn't fly, man, because you could be looking at a, at a lawsuit. And those are the type of people that will sue you, too. Um, Adam says, Wendy's chicken sandwich, French on, onion soup, and milk duds. All right, we're going to find out right now. Ready? We're going to read this. Tour rider. And I guess I should sing some of it, right? All right. Danzig, you know, I thought maybe this might be fake because the uh, print here is a little weird. It's uh, Danzig. It's not in like the exact Danzig font. So maybe I thought maybe it might be fake, but um, a very reliable source in the keep on Danzig uh, group uh, confirmed that it was a very old writer and apparently it was from 2009. So I believe this to be the real deal. All right, ready? Let's 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 go through some of this. Danzig dressing rooms rider a the purchaser so that's the purchaser is the is the either the promoter or someone that the promoter has delegated to do the purchasing just like on a movie set if you're doing um if you're doing what's it called uh if you're the uh if you're the production designer the art director you you'll have a buyer a buyer is essentially a runner a gopher go for this go for that they run out they buy the thing they um they get a receipt for it and they bring it back. So on I guess on some level, whether it's with the venue or whoever, the, the promoter has some sort of budget. They have a production budget specifically for the artists that they are uh, uh, doing the show with, putting on the show for. Um, the purchaser shall provide uh, at a minimum of two dressing rooms capable of holding 12 people comfortably. For the exclusive use of the artist and their crew, no other acts on the bill will be allowed to access or or wait will be allowed to access or use of this dressing room. That's a typo. This dressing room should should include the following. Ready. Um, 
<laughs> milk duds and strippers that look like brat stalls. Just kidding. <laughs> One full length mirror, hot and cold running water, a toilet out of public access, ten folding chairs. One couch and one armchair. All right, that's going to get really annoying really fast. That doesn't sound, that is so not, um, I don't think that's outrageous, man. So far, nothing, nothing outrageous stands out to me. If the dressing room is lockable, a key will be given to the artist tour manager and will be returned to the purchaser after the performance has ended. Also, if more dressing rooms are available, artists or its representatives reserve the right to utilize them at their own discretion. B, a tuning room with the following, one six-foot table and four folding chairs. Now, I wonder who decides that. Does Glenn, so does Glenn decide that? Is Glenn go, in order for my band to do their thing, I need one six-foot table, I need four folding chairs. Four four folding chairs for the four members of Danzig? I don't know. But it's like, does the management come up with that request or does Glenn himself come up with that request? Um, Here's a big item. Okay, this is a big item. It says 32. Why does it start at 32? That's interesting. All right, ready for this? This is this is this is crazy stuff. Towels. Danzig. A. Danzig will need a total of three dozen bath-sized towels in the dressing room. When the dressing room hospitality is set in place, they need three dozen. Bath sized towels. So that's a big size towel. So what is that? That's 36 towels. You need 36 towels for, for Danzig. I don't know if that's Glenn Danzig or if that's all four guys in Danzig. B, the Danzig crew will need uh, uh, two dozen bath sized towels in the production office with six bars of soap when showers are available at the venue. Otherwise, purchaser will provide a room at a nearby hotel for crew showers. So they have to rent a room if there's nothing available. Again, nothing, again, seems that out of the ordinary in terms of, like, production and production logistics. Uh, Again, having all this stuff in place allows the the show and the production for the show and the pre-production for the show to run smoothly. 33, food. All right, this I got to read in the the voice. I got I got it. I got to do it. I got to do it. Danzig's food and this here's our here's some of our revelation I think oh no not yet not yet because as I'm reading this writer the thing I'm looking for is please please God let it say ranch where is the ranch I need to see it on the tour writer because you know part of my story when I tell the story is that Danzig requested in my imagination that he had requested wishbone ranch that's what he wanted he wanted wishbone, the bolder, the better ranch dressing. Naturally helps better absorb vitamins A and E. Um, So in my, I was like, this has to be on this tour writer. If it's not on this tour writer, I'm going to die. And then the answer to my question was answered. And I was like, whoa, now it all makes sense. And it's really small. It's really stupid. And you're going to be like, all this for that. Yes, all this for that. Because that's what we do here. We, we, we go over minutia. All right, ready? Food. One small jar of peanut butter, 
one loaf of whole wheat bread, one small jar of a jelly and a flavor, 12-pack Coke Zero, 12-pack Coca-Cola, one case of MGD Light. That's Miller Genuine Draft Light, nickname 64. One case of Miller Light, one case of Corona beer bottles, one bottle of Gatorade. Okay, so when we were raiding the fridge, we didn't see any Gatorade, but there was a ton of Powerade, and that's what we drank, and it refreshed our throat, and it tasted even better because it was Danzig's Powerade. That's what made it so delicious. And here's, I can, one. this is something that has not changed for, for Glenn. The freaking gummy bears, man. That brand of gummy bear, the Habro uh, gummy bears, uh, the German brand uh, was was there unopened. He didn't even bother eating them, uh, or at least maybe there was there was more. Um, one bag of Ruffles original, one bag of pretzel dogs. Gotta have my pretzel dogs. One bag of pork rinds. Pork rinds. Let's see what else there is for food. Ready. One bag of Reese's peanut butter cups. One box of wheat thins. Six six packs of vitamin waters. Six packs of sugar-free Red Bull. Six pack of regular Red Bull. Two bottles of Brut extra dry champagne. I bet that was for Glenn. I know Glenn doesn't drink, but I do believe he likes champagne. I bet you that was Glenn. For uh, Glenn wanted that. Two bottles of cranberry juice. One bottle of one bottle of Minute Maid pomegranate lemonade. One carton of Minute Maid Cherry Limeade. I gotta have my cherry limeade. One bottle of Absolute Vodka. Four cases natural spring water, non-carbonated. Six of your hottest boiled eggs. All right, ready? Here it is, you guys. Here it is. Are you ready? Are you effing ready for this? Look. What do you see right here? What do you see right here? One bottle of cheese dressing. Do you hear what I said? One bottle of cheese dressing. Now, now, this is, this is, look, this is not cheese dressing. They did not read the writer. They did not read the writer correctly. Instead, they gave him ranch. They gave him ranch. Or perhaps... They got him a, cheese, a bottle of cheese dressing, but they also added ranch. And Danzig took one look at this ranch. I, I don't know if he actually did this, but in my imagination, he went. He was just like, "I'm." Not, he's like, "This." He's like, "I'm not touching this ranch." Nobody touched the ranch. The ranch remained untouched. Uh, and there, who knows? I perhaps they simply made a mistake. The promoter or the buyer made a mistake. Instead of getting a bottle of cheese dressing. They got a bottle of ranch dressing and ranch dressing is not cheese dressing. The question has been answered. So either Glenn doesn't like Glenn doesn't like ranch. Maybe he doesn't like ranch or he doesn't prefer ranch that night. He wasn't feeling the ranch and therefore the ranch remained closed. Now, maybe there was some blue cheese dressing and that got opened and consumed. And then he took one look at this bottle of ranch was like, I don't want that ranch. And he put it down. And the ranch remained until myself, Dr. Chud, and Sal B entered the room and pilfered the remaining products. One fruit tray, watermelon, grapes, pine, pineapple slices, one veggie tray, one carton of unsweetened soy milk, 
one bottle of Jägermeister, one bag of Keebler old fashioned oatmeal cookies. And I bet, I think that might've been Glenn's too, because Glenn had in Glenn's dressing room when we were there, there were uh, a half eaten package of chips Ahoy. Uh, and 10 bottles of Inca white tea unsweetened henna mint from Whole Foods. Uh, it really doesn't roll off the tongue like the, um, the, the other song, the, the, the shopping list song um one day i'm gonna take a field trip like the she do you guys know who the she danzigs are you gotta go look them up she danzigs uh they 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 did a bunch of videos uh these two like like i don't know like metal chicks who were just obsessed with danzig and they were just really i i really loved their friendship it seemed like their friendship was predicated on danzig and they just seemed like such good friends they recreated the Danzig uh, shopping list video. And they did this in 2009 where like, you know, YouTube was only a few years old at that point. And, um, you know, of course YouTube is popular, but like not in the, I don't know. It's just interesting that like, you're, I don't feel like you don't really see fan videos that early on YouTube, even, you know, three or four years in. Uh, Cause it's from 2009. All right. Per advance. So here's lunch. Ready? B, lunch at approximately 1 p.m. Artist road crew consisting of 20 people. Please consider local label and opening acts as well. That's very nice. That's a nice thing to be considerate of. Hot soup. We know what kind of soup that was. French onion soup. Deli meats, one pound of each. Assorted ham, turkey, and roast beef. Assorted whole grain buns, rolls, and breads. Slice pickles, tomatoes, onions, lettuce with dress hands. Assorted cheese. You can't do it. It doesn't roll off the tongue. Um, all condiments, mustard, ketchup, mayo, etc. Tuna salad, dolphin friendly. Two dozen assorted sodas. Um, one gallon of whole milk, one gallon of low-fat milk, two gallons of spring water, one gallon of sweet tea, one gallon of unsweet tea, hot coffee and hot tea, Earl Grey, sugar and sweetener. So not just sugar, but also sweetener. Yeah, dude, the She Danzig videos are great. I love them. I, I love them. Those chicks were awesome. All right. All utensils, papers, uh, plates, cups, and bowls to be provided uh, with qualified catering personnel. The catering personnel must be qualified because you know that someone was unprofessional in the past and angered Glenn and he freaking threw a table or a chair or something. Um, please keep all beverages cold or hot as needed. Ice to be replenished as needed. Understand all understandable at the time of sound check, 12 bottles of Evian water, six new hand or bath towels are to be brought to stage and or stage manager. C dinner immediately following sound check. Okay. So after sound check, so lunch has to happen at 1 PM. And then immediately following sound check at dinner, um, the purchaser, so as the purchaser is either the promoter or the buyer, shall provide the artist and crew with a hot meal for 20 people. Please take into consideration any local labor and all opening acts. That's really nice. Dan, uh, dinner to be uh, advanced with artist and tour manager. Right. So Danzig eats first, understandably so. Um, please include at least five vegetarian meals, no seafood dishes. Um, D, the following items to be placed in the artist's dressing room at, at a time to be determined by artist's touring manager. 
All right, this is this is interesting. But before we get there, Jeff asked, does anyone know the guy who created the original Danzig shopping list video or why a future interview, perhaps? I don't know, but we really should take a look at some of the best Danzig parodies. That Oh, my. That is a OK. OK, well, we'll, we'll talk about that later. But that is definitely a great idea for an episode. Thank you. We're going to do that. We are so going to do it. We're going to go on YouTube and explore everything that's on YouTube. Uh, I'll make a list and we'll just go through uh, some of the best ones. Thank you for that. So this is, um, so let's see if there's anything really weird here. I don't know if there will. I think this is maybe for the, for Danzig's personal dressing room. I don't know. Cause it says the artist's dressing room. Is that include the artist? Is that Danzig and the band? Who knows? 36 large bath tiles, real towels, please. No bar towels. So once again, you know that sometime in the past, Glenn was playing a show and they brought him some BS bar towels when he wanted real bath towels. You know, they tried to cut corners and I guess that would be an area where they're really, really looking, right? Um, After E, after show meal, immediately following the show, the purchaser, purchaser shall provide the artist and the crew with an after show meal for 20 people. Meal to be arranged with artist and tour manager. No seafood dishes. Now, I wonder if that is all. Maybe that also is an allergy situation or it does Glenn really not like seafood. Who knows? Um, I know that when Charlie Fitz. OK, so some of you know the guy uh, House of Wolfman, um, Charlie Lone Wolf. He does all the figurines of all the horror figures. He does the misfits figurines. I'm always sharing it on the page. That's my friend Charlie. And way before he ever did that stuff, he, uh, him, myself, and our other friend Bob, we call Charlie. Charlie is actually Charlie Fitz, and Bob is Bob Fitz. Charlie Fitz, Bob Fitz, and I, we were all, when we all met Danzig, we all met Danzig. Um, I had previously known Steve, and I met, that was the time I met uh, London and met Doyle. It was at the Danzig Legacy at the Congress Theater in Chicago. And we, we, we got brought up, we got brought up after the show and we were hanging out backstage and there, yeah, there was like pizzas and we were invited. We were encouraged by, um, uh, people with the production. Uh, we were encouraged by musicians to, uh, enjoy, uh, pizza if we wanted and yada, yada, yada. And got, so we got to eat some, some, some pizza and, hang out and take pictures glenn glenn walked in got to take a picture with glenn and took a picture with doyle and took a picture with uh london um really really cool situation uh but that was the post meal that was their post meal that they had after uh after that the dance of there was a bunch of pizzas and there's just a bunch of drinks and stuff it was a great time it was a gr- really awesome uh situation um but no seafood dishes allowed in the Danzig camp that could be an allergy or maybe Glenn just hates seafood. Who knows after show bus stock. So when the, the show is over, the promoter is still required to get some stuff set up for the bus to send them packing. Could you imagine? It's, <laughs> it's like Paul McCartney, Paul McCartney requires Paul McCartney requires like, um, <laughs> thank you cards to be written to all the cast and crew. Like something like that. No. Um, 
So the after show bus stock banned bus ready uh, one case of Evian water, one two pound bag of ice for the crew bus, one case of Evian water, one case of domestic or imported beer, one 12 pack of soft drinks, sodas, diet sodas, Gatorades and or other and one two pound bag of ice. OK, for 34. Oh, I see why it's 34. So the rider is actually within the contract. So remember how we were talking about how there's the there there is the contract within or, or the, there's the, the contract for the show and then the rider might be within that. So the tour rider is actually a section within the contract. And that's probably why things start itemized at 30, 30. What was it? 32, 33, 34, that sort of thing. So the runner, a a purchaser shall provide and pay for two runners. Glenn wants two runners to work under the exclusive authority of the artist production manager from the scheduled loan in time. Not Glenn, but Glenn's camp wants two two runners. Um, so from from load in until the completion of load out, there need to be two runners running around and they're essentially like production assistants. Right. Artist production manager requires a runner who has a van available for continuous use throughout the day of performance. So again, let's say if there's some last minute incidental items, you have incident incidentals. What are incidentals? Well, when I'm on a film set, an incidental is something that you did not anticipate needing for the day of production and you need to go out and get it. And so uh, a, a good production team has incidental pocket cash ready to shell out for incidental situations. Um, another, you know, when you go from town to town to town, incidentals get covered in per diem you've heard that word before per diem is essentially pocket money that's given to everybody who's in the touring party so no matter who you are you know what that's not true actually i could be wrong about that i don't know if production like you know the 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 20 person entourage the the guitar maybe the guitar techs do um i guess you know whoever's traveling with with uh danzig that does not necessarily no, I'm sure I, I wish someone if someone knows if someone could answer that question, I'd love to hear the answer to that. Um, but I would imagine that, uh, you know, everybody a per diem is basically per day. That's what it means per day. And it's amount of money that you are given per day. Um, it doesn't count. It has nothing to do with your pay. It's just money that you get to keep. You either can use it or lose it. I mean, you don't lose it. You just you can use it or you can carry it over the next day, whatever you want. Um, when I was on tour with Blitz Kid, I had a per diem. So every day. I would get, it was pretty much the only money I ever saw. That was, uh, I would get, you know, $20 when we were in the US and I got 25 euros, right? Um, so on a much larger scale, I would imagine that these guys have a much larger per diem. That was for a, a tiny little indie punk, horror punk band, right? Um, but I will tell you that because all of our, you know, all of our, all of our needs were, were taken care of um, on that Blitz Kid European tour. And so, you know, there was always deli meat trays, but like I, my, my food needs were always met. So my per diem, it kept building up. It kept building up and building up. I didn't need to spend it on anything. So I just had extra per diem. It was nice for buying things. I bought, as a matter of fact, I, when we were in Ulm, Germany, I bought the first Danzig, a first pressing First European pressing of the first Danzig record on vinyl um, for 22 euros, which goes for, I think it goes for a couple hundred bucks now or 120 bucks, something like that. It was a good, good investment. Um, Damien says, oh, okay. The shopping, shopping list YouTube is so- Southbound Cinema and Pod says, 
Glenn, send the runner for some awesome jack-o'-lanterns. That's right. Do you like my pumpkins? So, um, so yeah, so, you know, you have your per game and, you know, but you got, they have these two runners that are go, running out for incels. So maybe they don't, I don't know. I don't know how that works. Who knows how it works on the Danzig level of things. I would imagine the per game is, is more money though, that they get more than say $20 a day or 25 euros a day, which at our level, when we were doing the blitz kid thing, when I was doing the blitz kid thing with them, that was fine. I mean, that would, that sufficed for daily expenditures for me, for, for what we were doing. Um, trash cans, 35 trash cans. We would like to keep your building clean. So he, right off the bat, that statement, we would like to keep your building clean. It, it's almost, um, cynical, not like in a bad way, but in like a way of like, they've maybe been to a venue where they didn't have any trash cans and things started to get dirty or they, they, maybe they heard from the venue or, or got some, some blowback from the venue and the venue was like, well, the promoter didn't bring us any trash cans. Again, I'm not saying that's what happened. I'm saying that's what I surmise when I read this line. Please, in meaning we desire to keep everything neat. Give us what we need to do so. That's what I read from that. Please provide two trash cans, one stage left and one stage right at the time of load-in to clear trash and drinks off stage and after the performance. 36, backdrop. The artist carries a 30-foot wide by 25-foot high backdrop which must be put up for each show so that's the the dancing the bullwinkle skull backdrop so there you go there you have it folks i don't think that is a very complicated crazy tour writer thing i think that's actually pretty all things considered i think that's that's pretty standard like not not standard but like i don't know it doesn't seem outrageous to me um, and since it's only, man, I hate to cap it here. I, I mean, we, we answered the question, sort of answered the question of our, of, of the ranch situation. We talked about Danzig's tour rider. Um, at some point, I don't know when this guy's going to get, maybe he did. And I just have it. Cause I don't check those messages on, on the Facebook at some point we're going to be doing, um, we're going to be hearing the full New Zealand Danzig story from people who were there and I need to, I don't know. I need to see if those guys get in, get in contact at all. Yeah. Pod pod. I totally agree. Didn't seem too bad at all. 100% agree. Uh, also coming up super. Okay. This is super important announcement. You guys super important announcement for anybody who gives a S H I T. I got to tell you, it's really hard not to cuss because that YouTube, they really care about that stuff. A lot. All right. So here is what I'm about to show you. Give me one second. I'm just loading it right now. Um, big announcement. The big announcement. Bump it a bomb. So for a really long time, we have been talking about this. Ready? Here, I figured I'd just pull it up instead of uh uh just try and describe it. So for a there you go. For a very long time, we have been talking about. The giant-sized annual, although I don't know if it'll be on Facebook Evil Live. Maybe it'll be on. It'll be here on YouTube. I'm talking about um, they came from Lodi, 1979, a year of horror business. And what is this? It is a. It is more documentary than video podcast. It currently sits at three hours and twenty nine minutes long. 
and it is compi- comprised of, of tons of archival interviews from the band uh, that mainly focuses on the year 1979. However, I got so carried away when I was making this thing. Um, it started on the day Joey Image died. It was the day I got the idea to do this. And I've gotten so carried away with the the situation that it's taken me so much. It, it started off as just a special podcast with a special appearance by Bobby Steele. And it's grown into essentially what a documentary. And it's three hours long. And it basically goes through the entire year of 1979 and occasionally goes off the the off the rails to discuss some you know topic some some uh like a you go on different tangents and whatnot and um man it is it is uh it 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 was a tour de force it might be one of the most complicated things i've ever edited and um it is coming and i'm officially proud to say that the uh premiere date will be november 1st on sam hain so we're that's when we're doing the premiere November 1st on Sam Hain. There's going to be a pre-show. We're going to do a pre-show and we'll do a post-show. Um, so it's so so block out your schedule, folks. It's going to be on a Sunday. Sunday is November 1st. So Saturday, you have Halloween. And then Sunday, we are doing the show. And I'll start promoting it more heavily now. Um, the the thing is finally, I finally gotten under control. You know what happens? Several things have come out, you know, uh, several new videos have, have, have popped up and I want to incorporate everything that I can uh, to make this as, and it's totally 1979 centric. It's really about the year 1979. It doesn't really cover anything past 1979. Um, I'm very proud of it. And, you know, of course, as I was doing it, I was like, man, you can't, you can't get to 1979 without talking about 1977 or 1978 and then i was like well you can't even talk about you know 1977 without talking about punk rock and you can't talk about punk rock without talking about the birth of rock and roll so we it really and some of you have seen the beginning but that since that was 15 minutes and that got pulled out into like 25 minutes or or 30 minutes even um so we don't even get to we really don't even get to the year 1979 until 45 minutes into the special um, and it will be available for it will be available for free. It is not for purchase. It is not for profit. However, um, if you want to support the creation of art of 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 content like this and the show and everything that I'm trying to do, please, please, please feel free to um, buy a cup of coffee or buy a sticker on the side of this screen right now or. Click on uh, some of the ad the the ads on my on my uh, website or rent one of my movies on VOD. All of these things uh, contribute. And again, there's an option for everybody whether you have uh, a little pocket money to donate or you don't. Um, I do this really for the love. I don't do it for the any kind of money really. Um, the documentary they came from Lodi, which is the basis of this show. The show is to really raise awareness, not about 1979 but about something that's even bigger than 1979 that will be for purchase that will come as a collector's item that is a a, as an unauthorized unofficial misfits documentary with over you know i interviewed close to 100 people i don't know if all 100 people will be in it there's still several people i want to interview for it um and that is uh well where's the where is it where's the i was gonna say i'm gonna share the hard drive where all that stuff is on right now 
uh jeff i'm glad i'm glad you're pumped man i'm i'm pumped too man i'm pumped too i'm really excited i'm really excited to show 1979 to people i i you know again you're not going to see anything that you haven't seen before it's just the way that it's presented and it's presented in a way that you perhaps have not seen it you've only read it you've not seen it and so this should be really fun um and pod says off topic do you know remember the name of the record shop an owner in Jersey that had Doyle's guitar in the window that was sold to EVB, Elizabeth, uh, who is also EVB, Elizabeth. She's in this documentary as well. Uh, might be a good interview. Um, I don't know, Pod. I don't. Um, Pod, I don't know. Do you watch the show every week? I feel like uh, you've been here before. I just don't recognize you because of the name. Drop your name in the comments for who you really are. And I guess that's really it. That's what I wanted to tell. Oh, so also coming up soon on the show, we're going to tear into another Jerry only interview from 2003, right? Um, another thing coming into uh, coming up, we're going to look at Erie Vaughn's book, Misery Obscura. One last thing, since there are some of you that are still on here, please, if you have not already, please like this video. Just you see that thumbs up at the bottom. Please let uh, uh, click that and please subscribe to the channel. When you subscribe to the channel, you will be notified when we are going live. Because, like I said, I'm trying to do this. I'm trying to do this through um, YouTube instead. Um, when do you expect to release the Lodi doc? That is a whole. So look, I'm starting on that from scratch. I've already started prepping a bunch of stuff, but remember. It took me almost three months, right? It's been three months just to do this 1979 thing. Um, so you can only imagine how long it's going to take to properly construct the Lodi documentary, but it will happen. And what I'd really like to say is that 1979, I keep pointing this way, it's supposed to be this way. 1979 is a testament to what I can do and what I will be doing and what I could have done with that Blitzkid documentary. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, actually, in a way, 1979 is bloated. It really should be 1979 should really be like 90 minutes long. It's it's way too long. It it I packed it so full of stuff. 1979. They came from Lodi will not be packed like that. It will be a lot, it's gonna be a different beast entirely. This is pure, this is just purely about information. Okay. Um, and, and that's it, and that's it. So, and you know, again, I'm currently I'm not employed right now. So Anything that you do, any any contributions that can be made to the to the to the creation of this stuff allows me to continue doing what I'm doing right now. Um, so please help out if you feel free. You can buy a t-shirt. There are t-shirts available. They came from Lodi t-shirts. Um, there are uh sour cream shirts. Rue says, um, I'm very stoked about 1979. Thank you, Rue. Rue Morg, just so you're aware. Rue Morg has bought, uh, bought a cup of coffee a couple times, and he is an executive producer on 1979. That's right. You can be an executive producer on 1979 and have your name added to the credits uh, of, the, of the video um, by, by buying a cup of coffee and supporting the creation of this art. Okay, I think that's the end of my spiel there with that. And um, I don't know. Is there any other questions, comments, concerns? You know what I'm going to do? Just because it's, it's been such a short episode. Right there, I just put in the thing. There's the StreamYard link right there. Does anybody want to come on the show real quick and say hello? Anybody? Uh, I can't, not not for a very long time, you know, um, but uh, if anybody wants to come on, 
say questions, comments, concerns, uh, suggestions, feel free. The link is in the chat right now. I just posted it. Uh, the StreamYard link, you can see it right here. Uh, I'll, I'll, it's 1012. So I will wait a few minutes. And if nobody, no, if I don't have any takers, then we'll just, we'll close it out. Last time I did this, uh, Steve Zing came on and we had a good, we had a really great chat. Steve is a really nice guy. Um, uh, a real, a really, really oh, just always been a salt of the earth. Wonderful guy. Uh, a, a, a nice friend. And, um, you know, had the honor of collaborating with him. We did a music video some years back um, for Black 29. You might have seen it. It's called, um, Jesus, what's it called? It's called Sweet Nothing. Let me see if I can pull it up. This is, Steve. This is the music video I did with Steve. Oh, cool. There's like a little notification thing here. Um, Black 29, Sweet Nothing. Here's the video I did with Steve. Some of you might have seen it. Here, let's mute this. Don't wanna. Oh, look at that. We have an advertisement for Gold Belly, which is a really cool thing. This is the video. That was my old production company, Video Business Media. I love making this music video. This was a lot of fun to create. Um, the thing about this music video that was so interesting. Uh, was we so we did this with a flashlight in a single room and that's and and my camera so i put my camera on him and i just shine the light in different ways and that's how he made the music video him and dano those are the two guys in uh black 29 and that's what we did and it was just a lot of fun to create that sometimes the simplest uh, concepts are the best concepts. And this was, that's I'm just waving a light in front of his face. That room is pink. That is a pink room that belonged to a, uh, uh one of Steve's, uh, daughters. And, um, it, 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 you can't tell him the black and white. It looks so cool. You know what I mean? Uh, just that way. And, uh, yeah, I'm really happy with this video. I, you see, I keyed out the black and the white so that you could see layers underneath. And that's, what's creating that, those weird, uh, shadow sort of things. That's Steve playing bass there. And um, yeah, I, I love this video. I really do. I really dig it. I, I love the way it came out. One of my favorite, one of my favorite, my favorite ones. Um, Jeff asked, do I still have the Riot Fest reunion show posted? That is still floating around, Jeff. You got to hunt for it. It's out there. Um, I know. I think it was torrented. Uh, it was not done for profit. It was done. That was put out for free. It was taken down by Uncle Glenn. Uncle Glenn doesn't like those things. I'm worried about 1979. I hope that doesn't get taken down. It was done with pure love, and I don't want to see it taken down. Rue says, Steve Zing's interview was an unexpected surprise. It really was, man. It was so It was so nice of him to come on. We had a good time. Uh, talk, I had a good time talking with him. And I had a good time making this video with him, too. It was a really fun video to make. See that? That's that's steve playing bass and that's dano dano on guitar right there and i just shined a light on his guitar playing right there that's dano playing guitar and uh yeah it just it really looks like a music video from the 90s and i say that in the best way ever like it just really has a a, a cool like feel i don't know what kind of feel oni says hell yeah steve zing has a lot of knowledge of misfits and sam Hain history you know what's funny about steve i don't i really don't have any problems saying this publicly Steve Zing is, he's the biggest Misfits fan of all, man. He loves the Misfits. 
dude loves he's the big huge Danzig fan obviously <laughs> loves Sam Hain too but he is a huge Mystics fan and that's what's so awesome about Steve is that like he 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 loves him he loves him just the way that we do that was his big influence on him that's you know made him want to be a musician and whatnot that sort of thing um so you know he he really does he, if anybody has knowledge Steve used to hang out on his rooftop and listen to the band rehearse st- static age stuff you know um do i think danzig will make a black aria 3 album i don't know man i think i've i've heard him talk about it i've heard him talk about it and in interviews i feel like i'm sure at some point i mean that dude always has projects going and you know he can't stay he can't stay um <laughs> he can't stay bored for too long i feel like that dude always has to you know be beyond to something be be doing something so yeah so that's that's the video um whoa shampoo bald what what is this oh it's an ad yeah so recently we've gotten so 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 please please if you have a chance please go to the web website the the youtube page and um, I'm, I'm going to ask, I'm, I'm going to ask you guys, please help me out. Um, subscribe to the channel. Like, hit the like button on this video. Um, th- doing these things is another way to support the channel. And it doesn't cost you a, go- a dime. It doesn't cost you a dime. Great way to support the channel. Uh, you can check out some short films. Another way that you can support the channel. Um, well, you know, I'm not going to say that because I don't know if YouTube is against that sort of thing. I don't want to anger. I really don't want to anger YouTube in any way, shape, or form right now. Because I got my advertising back. I lost it, and I got it back. And, uh, yeah, I'm very happy about it. But we have a lot of new... Oh, let's talk about this real quick. So, another thing I got going on here is I'm trying to create more not... Ah! No, we don't want Audition to be open. Well, there we go. Okay. Uh, I'm also trying to create non... Yes, I agree. I I've said this to people in the Danzig camp. I said, "Hey, you know, this needs to happen. We need to get that. We need to get that that Sam Henry issued. You know, it's like printing money. You know what I mean?" Oni says, "The original Black Aria came out from the time when Erie Vaughn and him wanted to make horror movie soundtracks during the Sam Hain years on the Yamaha DX7. I did not know that Oni." I really did not know that. Thank you for sharing that with me. Learning something new. As you can see right here, I'm reading from Wikipedia. So I have this show. It's called Jeff Who Reads Wikipedia, or it's called Jeff Reads Wikipedia. And the idea is to basically, because, you know, I felt like I was like, how can I do this like talk show format that some of you seem to really enjoy enough that you that I have as many watch hours. You know, the views, it doesn't look like I have a lot of views, but it's the watch hours that YouTube really looks at. And I got a ton of watch hours on my videos. I'm like, you know, how can I translate this outside of the Danzig, Samhain, Misfits world? And I think, you know, it's something that can be done from my chair and something that could be very interesting and captivating. And I thought, man, there's so much weird stuff on Wikipedia. And so I'm going to start reading Wikipedia articles and doing my, my Jeff commentary, the commentary, the Jeff sort of style commentary about these things. The very first episode I did was about Merkins. And that's what this one is right here. And we actually talk about the most famous Merkin of all. If you don't know what a Merkin is, go watch this, watch this episode and find out 
here. I'll put the link in the uh, in the box right here. Um, the most famous merkin of all belonged to uh, Lea, uh, what's her name? Lena, Lena um, Quigley, Quigley. Um, Trash from Return of Living Dead. She has the most famous merkin of all. And I'm talking about it right here, as you can see in the in the video right there. Everybody knows that scene. Everybody knows the scene I'm referring to. Do you ever fantasize about being killed? Oni says Glenn wanted to make movies even back then. Yeah, dude. He wanted to make, I mean, they started, they were starting with the cassettes with, he wanted to do horror cassettes. And he started even in the very late Misfit days in 83 with like putting out the Brain Eaters video and wanting to, he wanted to do horror cassettes in Sam Hain. He wanted to direct short anthology style horror, horror um, series. And I, as I learned from that um, Maximum Rock and Roll uh, interview with Jerry, or was it Ugly Things? Yeah, it was Ugly Things number 12. Um, I never knew what the Skulls Skulls music video was about. So go look that up. Um, and the last video I did, the the last the the second episode of the show, um, Jeff who reads on Wikipedia, Jeff reads Wikipedia is about this cat Terrer. Do you guys know who Terrer is? This guy is this guy is terrifying. Terrer is absolutely terrifying, terrifying dude. Um, I want them to make a movie about Terrer. As a matter of fact, you know who would make a great movie about Terrer? Glenn Danzig. I would love to see Glenn Danzig do a movie about Terrer. It would really freak me out, truly. Um, so I'm putting the link for that in there, too. So check it out. So that's some non-Misfits-related content. And then I also have my show Pizza Punk, which is the, the replacement for rock and roll cooking with Sal B. I wanted to replace the show for a long time. Sal, I knew Sal, Sal and I were not going to do the show anymore. The show is dead. And so uh, I was like, how can I do this again more around, you know, uh, something that I love? I love pizza. I came up with this thesis about how pizza is punk or punk is pizza. And I have different um, episodes for that. And so some of the episodes, so for instance, my latest episode, uh, I need to get some of those, those views up, is uh andy shernoff from the dictators so if you're a dictators fan check that out i'm putting that in the the comments here uh if you like the move the 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 movie slc punk you know slc punk well i had the writer director james marandino came on the show pizza punk and we talked about slc punk for about 90 90 or so minutes super awesome guy had a great time chatting with him and our first episode Featured Paris Mayhew from the Cro-Mags. As you can see right here, Paris has a new band coming out called the Agros. thought that was interesting that he calls himself the Agros. These are the same font. Um, good branding. And so check out that episode. We actually didn't bring that up in our interview. And I didn't think to ask because I didn't know. Last I checked, he had, a, he had a project called Blood for Papa. And that never went anywhere. Uh, so I didn't know he was doing a thing. So we got a lot of stuff. And then there's like some micro content here too, like, you know, um, from the episodes and whatnot. And okay. I think we're losing steam here. Um, all right. I'm, my jaw is getting tired of talking. I have to actually get back to watching horror movies. I've been doing the, uh, the challenge, the 30, 30, 31 days of horror movies. I do it every year. I've been doing it for five years. My, my record is 50 movies in 31 days. I just cracked 33 and it's only October 18th. So I'm hoping to get to 60. That's my goal. So 
in addition to doing all these videos that I do, I'm also watching a lot of horror movies. I've been very prolific this year. I feel pretty good about that. In a year where my feature length film wash away, which is, you know, I do feature length films as well. Um, my first one's called Romeo's Distress. The link to rent it is down in the comments. You can rent it for $2.50. Uh, feature length film uh i wouldn't call it a horror movie if you like eraser head you will like you will like romeo's distress it's called romeo's distress named after the christian death song my second film is called wash away named after the tsol song it's just a theme that i have running uh but wash away is only 20 percent done i don't know if i can complete it uh and so in with all the disaster that has occurred uh artistically in the year 2020 apart from all the destruction that we've been seeing um i've still managed to keep pretty prolific so i'm pretty happy about all that and um yeah so i'm gonna go upstairs eat some junk food watch some horror movies gotta wake up tomorrow gotta put my kid on the bus and uh yeah that's right rue morgue we are horror kids for life i love that true that true that all right guys i'm gonna i'm gonna log out here so i guess i don't even have to upload it's just this is so nice it just goes straight into the the thing all i gotta do is create my thumbnail i'm happy with that i think this went pretty well um i'll try again next week so tune in next Sunday. remember 1979 we have a date it's no more bs of oh it's coming i promise it's coming november 1st is the day november 1st 1979 three and a half hours of misfit centric content and it's not just me talking the whole time it's like misfit centric, okay? Videos, uh, interviews, all that sort of jazz. Oni asked, during your live streams on here, do you ever cover the Walk Among Us 2 album that ended on Collections 2? Do you mean how it started as Walk Among Us 2 and became Collections 2? I have not deep dived on that yet. Um, there's a lot of sort of like aborted boarded projects in the late 80s early 90s with um with those guys a ton of stuff that actually might be a good topic for a video again i'm always looking for new topics because i mean how much more stuff can you do there's it's it's finite man at some point we're going to run out of stuff to talk about i shudder the day when that happens you know so um hopefully it won't or hopefully i'll just have to get more guests on here to talk about the misfits all right, guys, I'm really going. I'm really going. I'm like super tired. All right. Peace and hair.